This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. All right, guys, we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM. The voice of Harlem, Harlem. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it is that time of the month again oh. for the Dreamer and Doer series. <laughs> I'm not going to keep running that joke, Stanley. Well, about you keep throwing it out there to me, so. <laughs> I'm not going to keep it up. So, um, again, the Dreamer and Doer series is an original series that we do here at Let Your Voice Be Heard, where we spotlight an inspirational millennial who is making monumental change in the community and in the world. And if you didn't know, May is National Foster Care Awareness Month. So in honor of raising awareness about the foster care system and its many issues, we have with us today Melody Centennial, who is a licensed master social worker, a motivational speaker, a philanthropist, and a public advocate in the social work community. And her hair is on fleek and she slays, okay? (laughs) But I'm not done. She's also the founder of Foster Care Unplugged. Which is a which is focused on enriching and developing the lives of youth in foster care and disadvantaged children at risk to being placed in the child welfare system. So throughout her career, Melody was actually known. She is known as AKA the Plug, and she has uh, developed and created many community projects within early childhood education, homelessness, the ACS, and the domestic and domestic violence. But you're the plug, so can I get like a PS4 for half off? Are you that kind of plug too? Because we could talk after the show. Mm, not that type of plug. All right, all right, all right. Stanley always trying to get like a discount mm-hmm. or something Praise free. God. I can't with Stanley. Okay, so welcome, Melody. Thank you. Thank so you happy to have you here. Let me just adjust your mic so you're in there. Okay. Right, so Melody, um, you're doing great stuff. And I want to um, start off by talking more about Foster Care Unplugged and why you created it. Okay. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me. Um, this is a wonderful time, uh, National Foster Care Awareness Month around the country. Uh, foster Care Unplugged was launched on March 1st, and it really derived from um, I was studying for my state board exam to become a New York State licensed master social worker, and it was a very difficult test. I mean, I was stressed. <laughs> I was studying nonstop. My daughter was studying with me. Um, but I said, okay, I don't want all this work to go in vain. So what do I do now? You know, and, and again, just having experience in the domestic violence sector and with ACS, um, you know, I had to really reflect and say, well, what do I want to do? Well, what did I say I wanted to do when I was a child? And I really wanted to become a caseworker for foster care because, you know, growing up in foster care since the age of three, I was exposed to a lot of the system. So I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the best, you know, I've, I've used it to work in my favor and I've seen how it worked against me personally um, being in the system. And I'm also working on the other side professionally. And I said, you know what, I want to I want to use this platform to really create something that's going to give back to the foster care youth to, uh, to help me also to continue my journey of healing as a byproduct mm. of foster care because it, it, it comes with a lot of residue, which is growing up in the system in general. And so I said, you know what, I just want to do a series of events to support the youth. Right. So, you know, and you are doing, you know, great work with Foster Care Unplugged. Again, guys, it just launched a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and already it is making an impact here in New York City. And I know you guys plan to expand. Um, You know, you mentioned something really pivotal. You said that you've been in foster care since you were three years old. What was, I guess, the biggest challenge that you had to overcome growing up in foster care? 
You know, um, growing up in foster care, you're, you're dealing with a lot of dynamics. You're dealing with culture changes. You're dealing with housing uh, uh, changes constantly, new families. Um, but the biggest challenge with me is, uh, or was, I should say, um, how to channel my anger. Because there was a point where I was just angry. I was angry. I was known for that person who was just uh, just had a, a very aggressive demeanor about her. Um, I looked for trouble because I wanted to allow people to really see how I felt internally. And, you know, anger is a secondary emotion rooted rooted in hurt. And so the biggest challenge was for me to understand how was I going to figure out how I was going to get rid of this anger. And that was really going back to identifying how to identify what that hurt was and go from a place of healing from there. That was my biggest challenge. Wow. Stanley? So as someone who um, had, I call it a, um, a guest star appearance in foster care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you were a foster care child yourself. Yeah, you spent some time in the system. Yeah, from like, like maybe from like one, one to, or two to like five years old, mm-hmm. and then my dad came and got me. And I had some very interesting experiences there as well. Right. But like, I wouldn't, I would never try to claim, you know, I haven't lived that life because there are people who went through the foster system their entire lives. What do you think are some of the differences between like a child who has gone through that system and someone who maybe they they had a family but it wasn't the, the most hmm, functional family? What are the okay? So someone who has experienced what exactly? Like some, so maybe they like they've had they were able to stay with their natural parents, but it wasn't the most functional environment. Right. Okay. So I mean, the the emotion is always the same, right? You know, um, whether it's in the system or outside of the system, the emotions will always be the same, and the issues surrounding. Um, you know, dysfunctional families and families in the systems are the same. Poverty, for example, we spoke about that earlier. Um, Being in environments where, you know, you have um, people who have identity uh, confusion within the home, which causes a lot of challenges with family siblings. I had eight siblings. I have a twin sister. Um, So, you know, even with us not growing growing up in the system, we had our challenges within ourselves because we were all parentified children. And that is a child who is handling adult responsibility to try to, you know, avoid going into the system. Because there was times where I was back home with my family and there was times where I was back in the system. It was kind of like, you know, two years home, a year home, back in the system, uh, four foster homes. I was in a group home. Mm-hmm. And so even with my own siblings, so I got to experience both. Mm-hmm. You know, so even with my own siblings, it was kind of like my older sister tried to act like the mom. And then another brother would say, well, you're not my mom. You haven't been around for five years. Who do yeah. you think you are telling me what to do? So, you know, a lot of that happens in family systems in general. Right. So There's a know. lot of instability there. And as a, a child growing up, one of the key things that a child needs is structure and stability in order to feel safe and secure. And to not have that, I can only imagine, you know, the residue that it can leave. But, you know, commence to you for turning your uh, turning that pain into passion, into right. purpose. You created Foster Care Unplugged. And on top of that, Melody has actually been working um, on a bill that I know we're, we're going to start speaking about. Um, that has actually gotten its first number mm-hmm. um, for New York State. And I believe we have, I'm going to let you introduce one of your colleagues from Foster Care Unplugged right. who is on the line who w- wants to call in and speak about this bill. So we have her on the line? 
Yes, okay, we do. Okay, perfect. That is a lovely Juana Gautier. She's actually uh, my coordinator of community affairs okay. and, and does a lot of community advocacy herself many, many years. In fact, we became friends because of her passion. Uh, we have very similar passions to helping our youth in general. Um, she couldn't be here today because she's actually helping and working with foster children right now. Um, wow. <laughs> along with foster care, on, foster care on plug. So, you know, we had to actually split the responsibility. So she decided to go be with one of our lovely youth today. But Juana Gautier... Um, uh, just an amazing person, right. and, and she'll she'll speak about more about the bill. Good afternoon, Tawana. Can you tell us about this bill that you guys got? <laughs> yes. Hi. Um, I actually bumped into the bill. Believe it or not, it's um, a bill in Texas that became law. And the bill states that they will put a certain amount of money aside for the foster care use. Uh, they'll match a certain percentage from what the foster parent receives a month, and when the child graduates high school, they could use that money for college. Um, once they graduate college, then they could use the remainder of the money to either continue their education, to financially stabilize themselves, whether it's to buy a home, start a new business, get a car, whatever they need financially to become stable. At that point, the rest of the money will be released to them. Um, I know that the bill comes along with several financial workshops, so that they are able to manage the money. And it's something that's very much needed in New York City because the homeless rate is very high. But if you look a little bit closer, a lot of the homeless happen to be former foster care children. And we have no one to blame but, but you know, ourselves as a society because we're not doing enough right. to make sure that they're financially stable. Right, and along with Tawana, we also have on the line with us State Senator Kevin Parker from Brooklyn. Yay. Hopefully he was celebrating Biggie Day yesterday. district. <laughs> he was, he was. <laughs> he was? Okay. So we have um, State Senator Kevin Parker who is backing this bill yes, and has is. been definitely right there alongside with Melody fighting to help force the kids um, in, in this way. Fun <laughs> fact, we've had him on the show before too. Two years ago, um, when Mike was on, he interviewed Kevin Parker. Back in 2013. I know Stanley's right. a little funny with the math. That's three years ago, but it's all oh, good. <laughs> it's that new um, math. Senator, <laughs> Senator Parker, can you tell us, why did you get behind this bill, and what changes do you expect it to bring, especially in your district in Brooklyn? Well, thank you for having me on the, like, again this morning. Um, as some of your listeners may know, I represent the 21st district in Brooklyn, which is Flatbush, Shanice Flatbush, Midwood, Dittmas Park, Windsor Terrace, and Park Slope and have been doing a lot of work um, in terms of education. And so for me, in a lot of ways, this is about education. It's financial education, but it's education nevertheless. And I'm the, the, the sponsor and the author of the bill here in the New York State Senate. And when Melody and Juana came to me um, about this issue, it, it made sense right away and saw it as a way to intersect in our social service system in a positive manner and help these, um, you know, these young people coming out of foster care in a way that they're currently not being helped. Right. So basically this bill, it helps reduce um, the likelihood of a foster care child becoming homeless, and it helps reduce them falling right on b below the poverty line. Right. And to be frank with you, you know, personally, I have a big problem with a foster child being in your home from the age of 10. And when they turn 21... You've been collecting a check for that child every single month for the past 10, 11 years. And now that child doesn't have any resources to ground themselves. You know, so I, I definitely am very grateful for Senator Parker and his efforts, you know, and um, very 
welcoming and also Juana to allow this to happen so that we can we can not only just help ourselves. You know, what saved me was me entering a scholarship program. My twin sister and I entered the American Dream Scholarship Program through our foster care agency, and they funded our entire college uh, our entire college career. Ah, okay. um, and so that's the only reason why I've been able to be in my home for the past ten years. It's the longest I've ever lived somewhere in my life, and that was for myself. And if it wasn't for education, and if it wasn't for financial and economic empower- empowerment, and being fed that from some great mentors like people like Senator Parker and Juana Gautier, then I wouldn't be where I am today, and there would be no false care unplugged. Wow. Stanley? Very inspiring story. So, Senator Parker, this question is for you. So, we both know the um, New York State session is coming, com- coming, coming to a close in a couple of days or weeks, I think it is. So, how much energy is there b- behind this bill, and like, do you, what's likely of getting past this session? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the legislative session in the state of New York is from usually the first week in January until about the third week in June. So, we're ending around June 16th. So, you're correct. We're ending um, fairly shortly. We're building momentum. We actually just got a number like a week or two ago. Um, and so we're, you know, doing our best. We're hoping that we can get it to a vote this year. And to be honest with you, the average bill takes somewhere between two to three years to actually get passed um, because it has to go through a series of, of being examined, sometimes public hearings, and, you know, fiscal analysis and those kind of things. Um, so, you know, the, the notion is to kind of continue to work on it and, and see what happens. Uh, we have we do have enough time for the bill to get passed this year, but it's more likely that we'll we'll be able to get it to the floor for a full vote in both houses um, in the 2017 session. Thank you so much, Senator Kevin Parker, for joining us here and telling us more about this bill. We also want to thank Tawana. Um, Before we let you go, Melody, I want to talk about, you know, some of the initiatives that Forced to Care Unplugged is actually doing. So you guys have done a sneaker drive. I know you have a fashion show fundraiser coming up. You know, why is it so important to give back to foster kids in this type of way? It's very important because... What people don't understand when it comes to foster care youth, they feel a sense of rejection. They feel a sense of abandonment. They feel a sense of like they are just by the wayside. And so these events and these initiatives and and getting the community involved really allows them to to feel that, no, people are thinking about you. People have not forgotten about you. And so we kicked off by um, having a sneaker drive and and, uh, PCMY, shout out to PCMY, who are uh, um, an amazing group of of individuals as well, doing a lot in the community. Uh, We we partnered up with them. We said, let's do a sneaker drive and, and try to raise 200 pair of sneakers. And he outreached, you know, another partner, uh, Empire Boys, and we collected 501 pair of sneakers in under three hours uh, for foster care youth, and they were all name brand sneakers. So we, we collected about $100,000 in value of used and um, and brand new sneakers wow. for, for foster care youth, and so we were able to do that. We have a fashion show fundraiser coming up where we're actually putting 20 foster care youth in the show, and they're going through a 10-week training process on runway walk, uh, male and female, and, uh, well, women uh, women and young men and um, you know they're, they're doing training walk but the other portion of the training is actually um, clinical therapy with myself because I am a clinical therapist. Oh wow okay. so, so, so you're a clinical therapist as yes, well I and am. you're offering therapy to these foster care children? Yes I am so the second part of that is actually going through abandonment issues of rejection how to deal with self esteem um, and how to self empower and become great leaders because that's what I wish I had but I didn't like talking to therapists so mm. when people scheduled appointments for me to speak to 
therapist, I would say absolutely not. And so how do I, as now as a clinical therapist myself, how do I look for a cool way to get kids to open up and talk so that they can, you know, turn that passion into, uh, that pain into, into passion? Let's talk about our feelings. It's lit. Say it like <laughs> that. It will all show up. That's why you're not a therapist, Stanley, because oh, I don't think that technique would work. I do have a therapist, though. It's called Jack Daniels. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's well, his we therapy. We don't want the youth to, to, to resort to that. We want uh, children to be learning about. It's yeah, not Stanley. the right way to deal with your problems. That's how Stanley deals. And that's I'm why he's in that predicament, okay? I am a human <laughs> That's being, why you're not right? a human doing like Melody, all right? All right I'm doing so, alcohol. Um, so, you know, you have a lot going on. You are doing so much. Um, obviously, in Albany, you're passing this bill. You have your organization, which is doing phenomenal work. And you also have, like, a couple of nine to fives. Um, so, you know, we see you doing all of this. Obviously, the name of this segment is Dreamer and Doer. What is it that you dream to do or dream? Uh, what type of impact are, do you dream to make in this world? Well, she's not sleeping. How'd she get a chance to dream? <laughs> right? well, you, don't, you don't sleep at all. I'm constantly stuck in uh, in uh, woke mode, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I definitely want to be um, a, a, a role model in a way where, where I show individuals in this world, not just foster care youth, but people in general, that you you can die empty. All talents exhausted. And, and that's my goal. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to die empty. Wow. You know, so, I mean, I, I love acting as well. That's a that's a newfound um, uh, love of mine. So, you know, hopefully I get to put foster care on plug on autopilot after I produce some amazing leaders. And, and I'll go back to acting and, and I'll be able to do both, you know, and um, and, and 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 definitely be a, a great uh, continue to be a great mother that I am for my 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 beautiful baby girl. So. Oh, <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melody. Please let everyone listen in know how they can contact and contribute to your organization in some way, whether that be financially or donating a pair of sneakers, however however we can make contributions. I got, Definitely. I Go got ahead. some Hakeem Olajuwans if you want <laughs> for the kids. That's yeah. fine. We'll take them all shapes, colors, and sizes as long as they are uh, in great condition or, or brand new. Oh, all right. <laughs> Stanley, <laughs> Stanley been wearing them for five years. So I got to rep count. for my kids. I can't have my kids out here looking crazy either, you know. Right. I'm from Brooklyn. You know how that goes. <laughs> But um, they can definitely contact www.fostercareonplug.org to see what community uh, events that we're doing. If they're interested in partnering up or developing other uh, programs together and collaborating, that's what we are. The mission of Foster Care Unplug is bringing awareness, developing partnerships, and creating initiatives. And so if somebody has a vision and they want to plant a seed or they this touch their heart in a way where they say, you know what, I have this idea or this network or I, I'm a plug in this area and I'd like to talk to the plug, then they could do that as well. And we can connect and just get things going because it's not about ourselves it's much greater than ourselves and when we can produce great leaders and, and that's what's up or they can also email me at fostercareonplug at gmail.com personally if they want to get in contact with me excellent okay? thank, no, thank you so much Melanie we definitely thank appreciate you. that and I just want to close out by saying you know something that I, I've been saying is turning pain into passion into purpose and I you know I'm always one to say that I never believe that God puts too much on you more than you can bear but I think certain times when we go through these experiences and we make it through and we develop this level of resiliency it's only to give back and support out and I think that Melody has shown an excellent example of what that can look like right. and, and the you. 
benefits that it can bring for so many foster care children right here in New York. I mean, the, the system itself is not one of the best. I'll just say that, and I'm being very polite, but when you have activists like Melody who are coming back and saying, you know, I want to help a child, even if it's one child, even if it's 10 children, even if somebody like Stanley, who was also in foster care, it makes a difference. It makes a difference, and I just want to say that it's our duty to give back. When we make it out, and you have people like Melody, and you have people like Stanley, it's our duty to bring it back. It is. What? Why are we looking like that for we say people like Stanley? <laughs> What's wrong with Stanley, Stina? <laughs> people like, and we're breaking every stigma yeah. associated to being a foster that child, Stanley, and you did that. Yeah, did that's, that. What I'm like saying. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. handsome, oh. too. Well, well that's subjective. Um, all right, guys. Oh, oh, oh. So we do Ooh. have to say goodbye. Have we have to say goodbye. Right um, we have to say goodbye, guys. But don't worry. You can definitely check us out on our iTunes channel. You can subscribe via iTunes at LYVBH Radio. Definitely go to our web- website at LYVBH.com. We have excellent editorials up there written by Stanley, some written by myself and our, our writer, Chris Thomas. So you can check us out there. And again, we'll, hold on. We won't be back next Sunday because that's Memorial Day weekend. And Alyssa and I will be turning up while Stanley will be suffering from a hangover, oh, more than likely. Just an FYI, if you didn't know, Stanley and Selena are also now publishing their articles to modernliberals.com. So if you want to check us out either on lyvbh.com or on modernliberals.com, you can find all three of us. Word. And we'll be back in two weeks, guys. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have a blast. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Peace. WFIU.